The Hub is a community. Manuscript, book, and print cultures. Stamping problems. You are listening to a podcast by the Trinity Long Room Hub Arts and Humanities Research Institute. The Hub is a space contemplating Ireland through the community. This created by Carl Sinn. The Hub is about impact. The Hub is for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, dear colleagues, a cordial welcome to all of you. My name is Dr. Clemens Rutner. I'm the director of research uh, at the School of Languages, Literature and Cultural Studies at Trinity College Dublin. Uh, this is the first uh, uh, episode, as it were, the first talk of our school's uh, research seminar in Hillary term uh, 2022. I'm very delighted uh, just to say these few welcoming words um, before I will pass on the words to our head of school, Professor Omar Garcia, uh, who uh, is basically uh, hosting uh, this uh, research uh, talk. Uh, well, he's much better fit for this uh, since uh, this is, will be in Spanish, Hispanic studies uh, with a focus on TV and uh, a TV series and the Galician Noir. So uh, Omar, I'm very happy that you uh, took on the task of hosting this and Catherine, that you uh, are giving this wonderful talk to us. And I wish you um, a wonderful and prolific hour, I guess, well, this is uh, what we're limited to. So we have to finish around uh, five and um, I'm very happy to have you here. Thanks. Thank you, Clemens. Um, I'll just introduce um, uh, Catherine uh, briefly and the talk as uh, um, in the tradition of the, um, the hub, we are done in an hour and this is recorded. And I see uh, in the, uh, the webinar can be impersonal because um, sometimes you don't see who's in the room, but we have um, uh, lots of friends in the room. So this is quite good. It's a pleasure to introduce um, Catherine Barber who joined the Department of Hispanic Studies last month. So coming from the UK, the University of Surrey, and before that also worked in Belfast and St. Andrews. So a pleasure to have her with us. Um, for those who don't know her work, uh, Catherine specializes in contemporary Spanish uh, literary cultural studies and particular expertise in gender studies. Um, and we will see today Galician studies, uh, migration and translingualism. Her uh, monograph on uh, Galician, uh, contemporary Galician women writers published by Legenda in 2020 is uh, for those of you familiar with the work, it breaks new ground, arguing convincingly, I would say, uh, for a pluralistic approach to Galician identity beyond the traditional uh, tr parameters. And I, I'm, I'm not gonna go into all the details because I'm sure the questions will come up later on. She's working on a second project on translingual feminisms in, in Iberian uh, cultural production. And I was just telling her, and I will let her know now because she probably doesn't have access to the attendees uh, list, but you're in good company. There's also Danny Barreto in the room. I saw he was uh, um, liking the, the tweet and, um, and uh, the special issue that you worked on uh, with him uh, for the refashioning Galician gender um, and also the work that you have done on monstrance that you will be talking about today. So without further ado, uh, Catherine will be talking today about gender and resistance in Galician noir audiovisual uh, media. So over to you, Catherine. Thank you very much, Omar, for that very kind introduction. I'll just uh, share my screen here. Hopefully you can all uh, now see my PowerPoint. Is that okay? 
Um, so thank you very much, as I said, to Umar for chairing and to Clem and the Long Room Hub for organising this fantastic school seminar series. It's a real privilege to be here. I really enjoyed the round table on literature resistance last week, and it's given me lots of food for thought for this new research that I'm going to discuss today on resistance in minoritised audiovisual culture. And just to give a trigger warning that I will be uh, discussing sexual assault and gender-based violence in my talk today, um, and all the translations will be my own. Um, so in defiance of the relative uh, invisibility of the Galician language on the global screen, Galician noir, the quintessentially Galician take on the literary and cinema cinematographic detective genre, has recently made its mark through international streaming platforms, as you can see in the headlines here. Characterised by striking, bleak landscape, low lighting, a tight-knit community disturbed by a crime and a sense of foreboding, the noir genre is said to simultaneously bolster and undermine patriarchal ideas of womanhood, exposing anxieties surrounding the intersections of race, gender, sexuality, nation and identity through its exploration of transgression in the community. And these concerns are especially poignant in the context of non-state languages and communities, as in the case of Galician cultural production, which has historically been characterised by uh, resistance, discourses of resistance to systematic oppression by the Spanish state. So this, this paper will contrast strategies of feminist resistance in two diverse examples of female-centred Galician audiovisual media, which to a greater or lesser extent evoke the noir genre in their treatment of gender-based violence. The 2020 feminist activist web series Monstras or Monsters in English, directed by Aire García Cid, and the commercially successful TV series O Sabordas Margaridas, uh, which ran from 2018 to 2020, created in 2018 for the Galician television and brought, bought by Netflix, the streaming platform's first offering in the Galician language, which you may be aware of uh, by its English language title, Bitter Daisies. Taking as a starting point Sarah Ahmed's theorization of the feminist killjoy, the impetus for feminists to voice uncomfortable truths about patriarchal oppression, I consider the ways in which these contrasting audiovisual products tackle heteropatriarchal hetero oppression through systematic um, thematic uh, content relating to uh, gender fluidity, sexuality, sorority and violence. For if the, the objective of feminists is fundamentally to, in the words of Finn McKay, demolish the current system of social governance, which they have identified as patriarchal and capitalist, the female uh, protagonists in these series might be said to function as killjoys by working at all with the establishment to challenge violence against women in the context of the uncomfortable re realities of noir. Yet I argue that while Monstras is first and foremost a socially conscious response to patriarchal violence, the feminist attributes of Osabor das Margaridas are trumped by commercial concerns as the sorority that characterizes both series is undermined in the latter by the eroticization of violence. A characteristic focus of fourth wave, for fourth wave feminism, gender-based violence represents what Alison Fitz describes as, and I, and I quote, a pivot for the intersecting systems of heteropatriarchy, racial capitalism and colonialism, end quote, that features in the divergent ways uh, in these distinct forms of media. 
So the crowdfunded uh, production Monstrous by radical feminist collective Quarantena Producciones has been promoted um, as the first ever Galician language web series with an explicitly feminist agenda. And as detailed on the production company's website, commitment to Galician language um, and culture is fundamental to their decolonial feminist politics. Created, produced and directed without any institutional support by a, a team of 23 women, the five short episodes of the, of the series explore, explore feminist sorority and revenge um, with, through four friends um, who are hiding out at the flat of another girl, having carried out a violent act of revenge on um, a male perpetrator of intimate partner violence. Attracting a niche audience, um, episode five um, currently is documenting 4,500 views. Um, the series was screened on YouTube immediately following the Spanish government-imposed state of alarm at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in July 2020, made available in a free and accessible streaming format at a time when viewers remain confined to their homes. And the setting for the most of the series is inside the flat of the girl named Julia, located in the provincial Galician city of Lugo, with outside scenes only appearing um, again in later episodes through flashbacks to the assault um, on, on the abuser, and at the end when the women walk defiantly down the street. The narrative is interspersed with original clips of internationally famous cases of sexual misconduct by Placido Domingo, Harvey Weinstein uh, and Roman Polanski that accumulated in the hashtag MeToo movement in 2016 against sexual harassment. And we also see footage in the series of the Seccion Femenina, the women's phalangist organisation charged with imposing fascist ultra-Catholic ideals on women during Franco's dictatorship. And this is juxtaposed with finish, footage of the British suffragette, uh, Emily Davison, falling in front of the king's horse and accompanied by militant Galician and Latino feminist rap. The safe space of the flat is disrupted by the girls watching a shockingly graphic and controversial rape scene from Gaspar Noé's uh, film Irreversible, uh, precluded with a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. Um, a representation of the harmful impact of media um, as a means to normalise violence, as along with the protagonist, the viewer too, is obliged to watch the images and hear the harrowing sounds of a woman being sexually assaulted. Notably, the audio of the rapist jeers is dubbed in the hegemonic language of Spanish, jarring in the midst of the conscious use of Galician throughout the series. Monstrous does by not by any means represent a clear-cut example of Galician noir, and as such, uh, as an example of uh, a radical feminist counterculture, it is certainly not promoted as such. Um, yet it does, um, I would argue, evoke elements of the genre through its dark aesthetic, focus on mystery and criminality, impending sense of anxiety and claustrophobia, and reconfiguration of the dangerous femme fatale. I argue that the series, in fact, decisively undermines the mainstream noir genre through its alternative woman-centered focus, predominantly interior setting, and uh, increasingly defiant tone, with a mystery told from the perspective of the perpetrators of the crime that corresponds to the association um, of the noir genre with social and political change in the Spanish state uh, since the Franco regime. And despite having been relatively invisibilized in Spain until recently, women's filmmaking is beginning to gain notable traction in Galicia with initiatives such as this counteracting uh, the patriarchal conditioning of mainstream media. The work of Quarantena, uh, 
demonstrates the potential of women's cinematography to challenge established norms through thematic and stylistic content that takes a killjoy approach to social change. By way of stark contrast, O Sabor das Margaridas, Bitter Daisies, is a two-season global commercial hit with a male director and a large budget production, subtitled in multiple languages. Uh, season one aired in 2018 and season two in 2020, and it continues to be on Netflix now. And um, this series also represents um, a first of sorts as the first uh, Galician language show to be broadcast by Netflix following its initial release by Televisión de Galicia, and now at the forefront of the recent wave of, of televised Galician noir. The show's two seasons have achieved international renown, making the top 10 of the most streamed foreign language series in the UK and Ireland within a month of its release and drawing attention to Galicia and its language far beyond its borders. Unlike Monstrous, which with its explicit feminist agenda and select audience, this show represents first and foremost a form of mass entertainment. The series is replete with uh, references to, Dan to Dante's Divina Commedia that allude to the themes of sexual sin and virtue and the impending doom of noir. In contrast to the interior setting of Monstras, O Sabor das Margaridas capitalises on panning shots of often unrecognisable rural landscapes of inland Galicia, moving to some uh, more rural locations in season two. And it's centred um, on the investigations of the female police officer Eva Mayo, um, the narrative uh, of season one beginning when she arrives in a small town to investigate um, the disappearance of a teenage girl. And she ends up uncovering a child prostitution ring um, in which multiple sectors of the local community are complicit. Spoiler alert, it uh, later uh, comes to light that Eva is also looking into the suspicious death of her own sister uh, in, a t in the town some years prior. Patriarchal violence is portrayed as hidden that yet rife in the community, reinforcing the victim, uh, the violence, uh, the woman as victim narrative with numerous men uh, in the local community preying on the young girls, um, paying for sex or directly involved in the sex trafficking industry, feeding into the enduring prevalence of sexual violence as a form of entertainment that can be identified in mainstream culture. And this is witnessed, for example, through a girl who is being groomed by her school teacher and is a victim of revenge porn, whilst her policeman father is complicit in the prostitution ring under investigation. Eva succeeds in putting the culprits in jail, recovering recordings of the underage sex parties as evidence. She is herself, however, also arrested for kidnapping and stealing the identity of another police officer, which is a contradiction of her agenda um, to help other women. Uh, and following her re release from in season two, she sets out to uncover a much larger, larger traffic trafficking operation. And similar to the quest um, of the plot that drives Monstras, this uh, series responds to mainstream feminist concerns through its focus on a female detective um, who enacts the rape revenge trope to counter gender-based violence. Um, and the series highlights the role of violence against women in capital accumulation through portrayal of the uh, extreme economic as well as sexual violence in the sex trafficking industry. Yet this violence is also normalised through its portrayal of the series itself and it offers 
transition to the underground, women-centred approach of the feminist web series, the male-directed Netflix show ultimately undermines this very goal of critiquing the commercialization of women's bodies by capitalizing on the eroticization of sexual violence for profitable ratings, which reflects how capitalism perpetuates racist heterosexist norms by appropriating um, social movements um, such, as feminist, uh, such as feminism for its own ends. Um, so I turn now to um, an analysis uh, in a closer way of uh, the conflicting ways in which Osa uh, Bordas Margaridas and Monstras depict women resisting the, the patriarchal, uh, heteropatriarchal status quo. As women um, representing the periphery who work against authority, um, the protagonists of Monstras strive for uh, a decolonial approach to heteropatriarchal violence enabled by the state. And the web series satirizes the hypocrisy and apathy of governments through a clip of right-wing Galician president um, holding a minute's silence for uh, survivors of gender-based violence. Um, and as with examples um, in Osavordas Margaridas, the anti-establishment stance of the Monstras girls is apparent in their criminality, which is juxtaposed with a clip embedded in the narrative of Britain's first female Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher discussing the need for orderly freedom. And the characterization of the protagonists um, deconstructs patriarchal um, two-dimensional stereotypes um, of the, the, the uh, women, villainous women as uh, promiscuous, hysterical, um, as in the case of the noir femme fatale, whilst complicating the masculinization of uh, women who commit violence, which complies to society's safeguarding of patriarchal values. Problematic associations between femininity, passivity and nature are reclaimed through the dissidence of the self-professed eponymous female monsters, monstras, with the feminine ending uh, in the Galician, um, conspicuously reclaiming their gender. Um, and upon deciding to act, uh, in, in commit this act of violent retaliation, the girls howl elatedly like wolves, tapping into patriarchal fears of the mad woman trope um, to embrace the wild, animalistic, and indeed rural aspects um, of their femininity in the rebellion against uh, oppression. Um, and you can see here um, in this quotation, it says, um, in the eyes of media, we are monsters, and who isn't scared of monsters? And in this, um, they adhere to Halberstam's theorization of the, of the monster as the antithesis to the dominant ideology, as they, with, they draw attention to the unthinkable, the abhorrent um, of, of, of violent, uh, fem female violence. Um, and this is this quote on the, on the slide saying um, the monster always represents the disruption of categories, the disruption um, of destruction of boundaries. Yet in the face of gender pre pre preconceptions by acts of violence, their monstrosity in this web series is paradoxically humanizing. The multifaceted and complex characterization of the five female individuals in Monstrous reflects a nuanced a spectrum of femininities, in contrast to the glamorous, typically feminine uh, depiction of many of the characters in Bitter Daisies um, and its sexualized focus on women's bodies, which even features in the credits, as you will have seen in my earlier slide. Um, the viewer in Monstrous is exposed to the gritty, taboo elements of womanhood. With we see images of menstruation, flatulence, defecation, vibrators, and unshaven armpits that patriarchal society has sought to control. 
The protagonist jokingly parody at patriarchal expectations for women to wear clean underwear in case they come to harm by commenting on their need to wear it in case of arrest. And at a climactic point of tension, when details of the assault appear on the news, one of the women remarks that she's just got her period, undermining the silencing and, and, uh, and indeed invisibilization of women's bodily functions. The girls are often seen taking on stereotypically masculine poses, for example, sitting uh, with their legs wide, smoking and sharing a joint, exuding a female masculinity, um, a societal, uh, societal indifference to which, as Halberstam notes, uh, has, and I quote, sustained the complex uh, social structures that wed masculinity to maleness and femininity uh, and power and, and, and domination. And this is highlighted also through the inclusion of a famous clip of the boxer Barbara Buttrick, who defied patriarchal convention in the 40s and 50s um, as a female boxer. Um, and these women also um, do, however, and I think that's important to mention, very much celebrate the typically feminine, putting on face masks um, and nail polish, playing dress up, dancing, cooking together and doing the washing up. I'll just show you here. Um, and even as this perpetuates the association between womanhood and the domestic or the aesthetic. The four who carry out the assault um, wear heavy punk clothing with colourfully dyed hair and piercings which speaks to the alternative queer subcultures and rebellion against the system. Yet they also wear tops displaying global brands, brands such as the stereotypically girly Hello Kitty, uh, the Spice Girls, known for their girl, girl power mantra, as well as local cultural allusions to, that, that point to commitment to the Galician nation. So we see um, t-shirts displaying the English language version of the Galician supermarket chain Gadis, um, Let's Live Like Galicians. There's another one that uh, girl wearing um, a, 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 the branding of a local Galician bar, for example. And Shulia, um, the girl who was not involved in this, the assault, but it takes the others into her home and in refuge, um, is arguably codified as, the, as a typical girl next door archetype. She's got a sweet, um, hospitable nature and is more stereotypically feminine herself dress. But she too defies social mores of femininity. Um, her PhDs in the male-dominated STEM uh, field of biology. She openly discusses her former sexual partner. She answers the door, holding a carving knife for protection um, but at the end of the series she defiantly picks her nose uh, in front of a man who verbally harasses her you can just see that in the top right um, image there and it should be noticed, noted that though the, the, the protagonists are indeed um, all young, commercially attractive um, in, in terms of cinema sense, and um, they're cisgendered females. Um, and even if their aspects of their alternative Gothic aesthetic do not conform to patriarchal ideals of, of feminine beauty, as we see in the, in the top left image here, for example. Um, but as the director herself has noted, she made a conscious ideological decision not to represent subjectivities out with her own experience as a white cisgendered woman. So if we move then to looking um, at Orsabor das Margaridas, um, this, uh, this in many ways complies with the monstrous description of categories. Um, and, and, and this is through Eva, for example, who we see, see on screen here, who defies rampant misogyny and corruption to bring down a trafficking ring. Um, she's a feminist killjoy in that she is, in the words of Ahmed, um, a spoil sort because she refuses to convene or to assemble, end quote. 
And from within, she disrupts the police force and the justice system, um, which can be read as representations of the neoliberal patriarchal order, working against the lack of, of arrests made for crimes relating to gender-based violence and exposing corruption and complicity with sex trafficking. Her dominance is apparent from the outset as the first season begins with a tracking shot of her back um, with two um, subordinate male, female, uh, male, sorry, police officers um, walking beside her. Um, but as a successful young female detective, she poses a threat to the local police officer who continually mark, remarks that he doesn't trust her. Turns out that, in fact, um, with good reason, because he's complicit in the trafficking ring. Um, Eva therefore adheres to the double bind of the feminist killjoy in that uh, of becoming a problem um, by posing a problem. Um, and when, when you can see on the, the quote on the slide there, when her male colleagues question her actions, she says, she says, it's my case and I'll carry it out the way I want. Her portrayal of a strong female character is, is, is nevertheless somewhat undermined by the focus on acute psychological issues. So um, this is this is maybe considered humanizing, but it in fact just plays into stereotypes of female hysteria, which in contrast in Monstrous, the, the web series um, are these kind of tropes are undermined with 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 um, uh, feminist rap that has the lyrics, and um, there's some crazy girls on the on the loose, for example. But in Bitter David Daisies, the character um, of Marta, who's a missing, a missing teenager, um, she also adheres to Ahmed's call for feminists to be willful because she's been blackmailing her wealthy male clients for money with recordings of their sexual encounters. And, and proactively, she goes against the grain, even where this involves risks, risk, though she does fall into the trappings of patriarchal stereotypes relating to women's deviousness and, and promiscuity. And her friend admires her independence and rebellion in the face of patriarchal violence, commenting that she's not well-liked in school because she dresses in punk clothing and she deals drugs and does what she wants. And her audacity, to borrow uh, Jennifer Cook's theorization of the term as a form of feminist boldness, provides the evidence that brings down the trafficking ring. But this leads to her death, reflecting the paradox of representations of women in popular visual culture, um, which Kelly Oliver describes um, in her discussion of uh, contemporary Hollywood cinema, um, which you can see on the slide here, um, where, where girls are, are seemingly fighting against the patriarchy, but they're also shown to be brutalized and they're both hunting and hunted. Um, and that kind of double bind there. So challenging patriarchal violence in this uh, commercial mainstream series is fundamentally shown to come at a price. Defying the apparent lack of Galician audiovisual uh, production, which challenges sexual and gender normativity, as noted by Jose Colmeiro, um, a rejection of the patriarchal order is reflected in both series through non-normative identities and sexualities, though this is less effective um, in Osabor das Margaridas than in Monstras. Um, the events of the first season um, of Bitter Daisies occur during the Pope's visit to Santiago which is symbolic given that as head of the Catholic Church, he represents um, a figure of heteropatriarchal masculine authority over women's bodies. And Ava the detective causes suspicion as an untouched childless career-driven woman. Um, she uses sex to her advantage, playing into patriarchal tropes of the devious woman. Um, uh, she uses her feminine wiles to um, manipulate men and, it dr and uh, drugs the client, goes undercover. We can see some images there um, that play into this. 
um, by dressing in provocative figure-hugging outfits when she disguises herself as a client, an escort, and a member of the hotel housekeeping staff. Um, she plays to the male gaze that can be said to solidify a show's commercial success, and in the words um, of La Laura, Laura Mulvey in her landmark essay, builds the way a woman is to be looked at into the, the spectacle itself. But under the guise of a lesbian encounter, Eva obtains um, information from a sex worker, Anna, you can see in the bottom of the screen there, um, who in an example of cultural othering is Galician, but feigns being Mexican to appear more exotic to your clients. Um, and by its very uh, nature, this relationship is subversive, even as it conforms to mainstream tastes and how it's, it's um, portrayed. Um, and some of the comments of some of the other characters about how this is such an unusual relationship and um, do play into stereotypes of the invisibility of homosexuality in rural communities. And while they don't, while they, these two characters don't actually have sex, though Anna suggests it, there's an erotic charge between them that plays to the heteropatriarchal conditioning of uh, same-sex desires as Anna seductively passes Eva key information that leads to her uh, to the men involved in sex trafficking being brought down. We also have other examples of queer characters which I, which I won't go into today but again problematically playing out in this series I would say um, and actually either end up dead at the end of the series or actually um, are shown to be complicit in, in the trafficking which undermines um, the potential of that. In Monstrous, meanwhile, the homoerotically charged bond between the girls, alluded to by the LGBTQ symbolism of uh, Julia's uh, unicorn onesie, evokes the queer resistance inherent in decolonial feminism. Um, and this is portrayed, for example, through scenes of the girls in bed together that feature in the series promotional poster, as well as sharing a bath and dressing together and communally engaging in the intimate phallic act of brushing their teeth. And these images of women being comfortable and indeed vulnerable in each other's presence are a far cry from the microaggressions and violence we see associated with any glimpses of men whose faces are never shown on camera in this series. The girls read aloud from Oscar Wilde's um, The Picture of Dorian Gray, which was famously um, scandalous for its unconventional and homoerotic homo themes. Um, and they, um, there's an emphasis on mutual admiration between the girls, self-confidence, body positivity, um, which challenges the heteronormative and um, competition between women and societal judgment of the female body. So one of the girls says to the others, I like your nose, I like your tits. Um, and this contrasts with misogynist manipulation, abuse and commodification of the female body that's de depicted through doll symbolism in both series. So in Monstress, we see a naked Barbie doll discarded um, at the side of the road. Um, and in, in Osabor das Margaridas, um, we see a kleptomaniac character selling um, the detective a doll's head. So two of the characters um, in Monstress um, clumsily twerk for their own enjoyment, but rather than this is rather instead of them for the male gaze because they're wearing infantile kind of cartoon pajamas, it's very clumsy and messy, destabilizing associations of sexiness. And the tension uh, between two of the characters, um, two of the girls, is established early on as they sit on the sofa together, um, their hands um, in, in, cl in clasped, um, and one stares at the other's um, beauty spot er erotically. You can see here in some of these images. Um, and um, the art one of them is very artistic. She um, draws their hands clasped, um, as a, which is a 
foreshadowing feminist activism um, as a symbol. Um, and their relationship celebrates what Halberstam theorizes as wildness. But unlike the overt objectification that we saw in Usador das Margaridas, the same-sex desire, in this case, um, the camera focuses on the observer rather than the observee, lingering on one of the girls as she watches the other girl dancing. Um, and in the sex scene that happens later, the camera focuses on, on Leah's pleasure. Um, so it's focusing on her face as she's in the throes of pleasure. And their last scene arm in arm in the Cervantes Square in Santiago de Compostela, proclaiming their homosexuality in an iconic public Galician space. Heteronormative ideals of male-female relationships are also undermined in the web series by Lara, the, the survivor of abuse, taking out a restraining order and then leaving her abusive partner um, and another character then laugh, laughing about her past uh, re failed relationships with men. We also see another character, another, another of the girls, she's making fun of male impotence um, by parroting a man's voice. Um, and she does this in Spanish, which is interesting that she's um, making a negative association of the dominant language with masculinity. Um, and Monstrous revindicates re the wildness of women's desires and experiences in defiance of heteropatriarchal normativity, um, which, is, which is done much more effectively, I would argue, um, than in Osabor das Margaridas. Notably, the women in both shows carry out acts of violence as a means of revenge in solidarity with other women. Um, and the exclusively female-oriented domestic space in Monstrous is presented as a shared refuge from heteropatriarchal patri influence. Um, we see this also with, like, for example, a, a, a clip um, included of Asmarias, who were two women uh, revered in Galicia uh, as symbols of resistance against um, the, the Franco dictatorship. The supportive, intimate bond between this group of women speaks to Marta Perez, uh, Pereira's work on the potential empowerment of the non-familiar tribu or tribe for identities which fall outside the dominant framework in Galician cinema. Um, the women support each other when one asks, what are we doing here? The other replies, we're being together, emphasizing the value of feminist solidarity. They run the household as a, as a team, dancing, having fun, and singing the viral Spanish language internet song, um, Help Me, My House is Dirty, whilst helping each other with typical domestic activities such as cooking and cleaning, defying the isolation and drudgery um, of this kind of labor um, typically carried out by women, um, complicating restrictive associations between femininity and, and the domestic sphere. Um, Problematically, uh, the other girls do initially keep the flat resident Shulia in the dark as to why they needed a place to crash. But when they do admit their crime to her, she is made complicit um, through no fault of her own. And, and she is initially horrified by the violence, but then she realized when she finds out why it was carried out, she says that changes everything and, and calls her friends um, the Furies of the 21st century in reference to the female gods in, 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 in uh, Greek mythology who enacted wrong, uh, wrongdoing, uh, revenge on, on, on male wrongdoers. And one of the girls who already has a, a criminal record actually makes a confession video so that she can take the rap for her friends um, if, if, if they um, are caught for their crime. Um, and, she, and, and she said it's for the suffering of all women, so embedding this in a broader struggle for women's rights. 
Um, the final episode foregrounds the, the voice um, of the abuse survivor, Lara, describing to another group of women the graphic um, sexual and physical violence she's been subjected to at the hands of her partner, which was the motor for the assault on the man. Um, and in a testimony which serves as the fist motor, she accuses the authorities um, and society at large um, of their outright complicity in violence against women and the protection um, um, or lack of um, uh, that, that, that they're not um, accused of the crime um, with regard to male abusers. Once there's no longer risk of prosecution and the, the girls leave the flat, one of them writes the Galician language me message um, in lipstick on the, the mirror, Bemanos na rua, which means see you in the street, symbolically reclaiming the street for all through the use of an implement stereotypically associated with femininity, the lipstick. And they return to the street in black hoodies and Doc Martens, evo evoking soldier-like militancy as they stride um, along in sync to the soundtrack um, of Sarah Hebe's aptly titled feminist um, Spanish and English language rap manifesto, Fuck the Par. And you can see that there on the, on the top left corner of them striding at the end. And also the abuse survivor at the bottom, um, who is um, leaving. Female sorority um, is also at the heart of Osabor das Margaridas and the restless determination of the detective Eva Eva to find the culprits. Her, react, her actions are motivated by what happened to her dead sister, as well as to saving um, exploited women and girls and avenging the death of others. And she enacts her feminist uh, ethics of care, setting out to sabotage the system which has failed to protect and achieve justice for women. Um, but unlike in Monstras, women in Osabordas Margaridas are constantly punished for their rebellion and independence. Eva is an outsider to both the police force and the local community who collaborates with marginalized sex workers um, following the tradition of, of detectives in Galician crime fiction as peripheral to the periphery, according to uh, Stuart King. Eva gains the, co the, the uh, cooperation of men, such as a client who hacks the dark web, but also relies on uh, vulnerable women to help her. Um, so we see this, for example, in contrast to Eva's privilege, we see a, a sex worker um, who is racialized um, and, and, and marginalized, um, going out of her way to protect the girls. Um, and we, we can we can uh, read this through uh, Patricia Hill Collins's theorization of the matrix of domination, showing the extent to which um, the intersection uh, interlocking forms of oppression are very apparent in this character. But nonetheless, she is um, attempting to help the other girls, but continues to be harassed and exploited. And as Kelly Oliver reminds us, such popular depictions of tenacious young women fighting back against oppression, nonetheless indulge in and therefore normalize their suffering. Uh, particularly in the case of these sex workers, um, and again, uh, this often leading to their death. Rage, rage provoked by trauma evokes the wave of feminist anger in the wake of the uh, hashtag MeToo movement, an example of the productivity of anger uh, explored in Black feminist thought. In discussing the potential of women's rage for as a means for change, Audre Lorde has famously declared that focus with precision, it can be a powerful source of energy, serving progress and change. Of course, how uh, anger is experienced, uh, articulated and act acted upon or not, relates to social privilege, uh, contingent on factors relating to the intersections of, of race, class, culture, health, etc. 
but what's interesting is is while the titles of monstrous um relate to um emotions and indeed reclaim the patriarchal association of emotions of femininity through um increasingly empowering emotions each of the titles are um we have like um rage euphoria um hatred etc um and this is in contrast as i say to also about this margaritas um which is also taking on emotion as as a form of of power in that at the end eva says Eso danos o poder, and this empowers us so she's reclaiming the one emotion in terms of anger um as a form um of of um subversion both both these protagonists then both both protagonists in both series are using anger to resist um and and defying patriarchal appropriation of women's emotional responses um but they are doing this through violence and that's what's interesting um sarah ahmed reiterates that feminists are not calling for violence and i quote we are calling for the an end to the institutions which promote and naturalize violence end quote um and these women do um, certainly um, blur the, 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 the understanding of right and wrong in both series, um, which again um, is interesting in terms of our, 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 our um, interpretations of, of what Lorak has described as challenging or difficult subjects, um, the women who, women who enact aggression. Um, so this is in, certainly in, in, the, in the context of, of cinema that the idea that, that women being aggressive um, is always um, seen more problematically, let's say, received more problematically than men doing the same. In a nod to the, rape, the, the uh, rape revenge trope, we have Dante-esque red lighting evoking the hell of patriarchal violence um, when Eva orchestrates the mass poisoning of 52 male paedophiles at a sex party um, at the end of Bitter Daisies. Um, and she, we also see one of the other sex workers um, killing uh, the main orchestra, sort of the kingpin of the, of the sex tra trafficking um, ring, and she does this with a hairpin, um, which is very symbolic in terms of a reclaiming, if you like. And at the end, Eva gives a poignant feminist monologue in which she emphasizes the importance of, re of revenge as well as violence, echoing the po politics of anger um, explored in Monstrous. And she's saying, um, and this is my translation, I know not your names or your faces, but I know who you are and what you do, and you can't take back our power, speaking to male abusers. Um, in a twist on a typical noir resolution, season N, one ends with the revelation, revelation that she, this, this detective, Eva, has ruthlessly held captive an innocent female police officer um, in order to steal her identity and, and pursue the case. So this, this undermines the feminist potential in many ways of this character. Um, and indeed, we have a, a male pervert who's still um, torturing and killing women remains on lar at large untouched by the investigation. So there are aspects which certainly do undermine the feminist potential um, of this woman and her actions. In Monstrous, on the other hand, the woman's violence is directed exclusively towards one man who's a known abuser. Um, and their actions stand in relation to the broader um, commitment to women's rights. Crucially, um, the, the, the victim or the assault, the man who is assaulted in this series is, does, does not die. Um, he uh, is, is, is severely um, injured, but does not die. Um, so it is not considered a murder and the women are able to, to go back out into the street um, and, and, and reclaim um, the space as you see on the screen now. 
we see the final scene um, of, of the, the survivor of abuse, Lara uh, in Monstrous, in a train. Um, she's defiantly and safely leaving behind the setting of her abuse and regaining her independence in a public space. And this has only been made possible because of the violent retaliation against her partner. Um, but unlike the countless women who have been subjected to abuse, she does have the financial means uh, to leave. But she turns and looks at the camera and removes her sunglasses and symbolically moves um, from the dark to the light. And that's a very poignant ending to this series, um, which has moved, as I said, from the interior setting to the street. So to conclude then, these uh, contrasting examples of Galician Noir audiovisual media muddy the binary of women's victimhood and men's aggression, drawing attention to the hegemonic sexual politics and socioeconomic systems which facilitate and endorse violence against women and girls. Yet given the vastly different approaches and aims which determine each case study, this is achieved to varying degrees. One is a television series of the male director, which has become a global hit um, since being purchased by Netflix, and the other is an independent underground and explicitly feminist initiative. Monstras reconfigures the mainstream noir genre and conforms to Claire Johnson's depiction of feminist audiovisual uh, culture as counter cinema to demonstrate the importance of women's artistic creation as well as feminine or alternative media forms in challenging dominant patriarchal norms. By creating a feminist space, it allows the women to negotiate their agency on their own terms, while the parameters uh, the, of uh, empowerment of women in Osama or Las Margaridas are made only possible at three extreme patriarchal control. Despite its progressive focus on the feminist sorority between uh, strong female characters, queer and racialized identities working against patriarchal power structures, or Sabor Margaridas manages to bolster a number of heteropatriarchal tropes, reflecting how conventional film noir succumbs to, to male desires historically. Um, as a form of popular culture and a product of consumption, the Netflix series sexualizes women's bodies and gives at times gratuitous and even glamorous depictions of sexual violence, kidnapping, torturing and killing women and presenting them as directly complicit uh, in, in trafficking and the murder of other women. The subscription to patriarchal tastes through the normalization of sexual violence ultimately undermines any politically conscious message. Logally, Noir has made a breakthrough on the international media circuit by foregrounding women's responses to gender-based violence. This is manipulated by commercial pressures and the bid for viewer ratings. Fundamentally, it continues to be an alternative media where some of the most revolutionary uh, discussions about women's rights are taking place in the Galician cultural sphere. Thank you. Thank you, um, Catherine. Um, and colleagues, if you uh, if you're willing to um, use the Q and A for questions, this is the time to do it. Um, in the meantime, while you get your hands into the um, typing mode, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Catherine. Um, thank you for for a really illuminating talk. Um, on very two two very different um, um, programs, so to speak, um, and I mean you've picked and unpacked um, a, a bit of the feminist, but there I had a, a, a bit of an issue, uh, particularly with O Sabor, das Margaridas, because um, for example, um, in the first, uh, if you remember the first season, 
um, when it, th th that element that you were talking about, for example, when you have Eva and the the scenes in the um, with the club, and um, and that she's using it actually to to pretend that she's actually a paying customer, uh, and they said this is not the usual thing that we have here, uh, but it's, it's it's the way in to actually extract information, etc. And then she says uh, it's not my thing. So this is it's actually highlighting that uh, supposedly they have created a heterosexual context. And then it, it seems very gratuitous when we get to uh, the scene with Laura. Uh, I remember being surprised, like, where is this coming from? So it was a very gratuitous morph from what you were talking about, the, the, the patriarchal heritage normative sort of ideas of desire and fetish um, in relation to women's sexuality. So I was wondering if, 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 if you made anything out of that particular jump in, in the way uh, um, of how they, they structure that argument. Yes, I think there's there there are definitely some contradictions. It's interesting between season one and season two as well, some of the, the, the changes that have been made or the decisions. Um I in many ways I think well, I think it depends, but I yeah, I think it's it is interesting, as you say, because she does mark out this is not mine. This is, you know, and it's very much it's very effective way of, of going undercover. And that you could argue that that's very much an argument for women being in the police force, the need to understand this, these kind of situations from a woman's point of view, um, which in many ways works. And she certainly does mark out that as different. And um, I think in terms of how she's presented the camera angles and things like that of course it is it is focusing on her and she you know her um aesthetics but it is very effective in that sense of course that she she is saying it's it's not mine but then yes it's undermined in many ways by that relationship with laura and laura is a very interesting character as a, as a um a journalist who is seemingly helping she's a queer character seemingly helping um uh, eva but then that's just completely in my reading that's just completely undermined then by the fact that she's complicit in the whole thing mm. and she's actually just working for another trafficking gang um for her own end so i did feel that 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 really worked against um that and, and especially as an argentinian character i think because that's interesting she's speaking spanish she's speaking with an argentinian accent and and um her potential you know, she's a, as a cultural other is undermined. Yeah, which is, I, I mean, I, I have a question already from Rio. Uh, uh, Rio Card was in the room, was so great. Uh, and I, I just wanted to pick on on what you just said uh, on, in terms of the language, because you were talking about um, how the hegemonic context of, uh, for example, when you, um, of Spanish, and here we have a, a series in Galician that has, uh, it, it's actually in the top seven most popular in non-English, in the UK at least, uh, for Netflix. So. It, it, it was very popular, but I find, for example, I still find that it's, uh, it falls into the trap of othering the Latin American, because, for example, I'm thinking of the Cuban character, never identified as a Cuban for, but uh, um, you can tell that she's a Cuban, and if you recognize the character, then you know she's a, a Cuban actor, um, and who's playing Samantha, um, uh, Jelena Molina. You know, you have the mixed-raised woman, always in Spanish, always being other, always uh, as the prostitute, and in here, you have the same with the Laura, you know, you have an Argentine Spanish actor, and again, part of the cartel. So it seems to fall into the trap of that um, Latin American mentality of prostitution, cartels, etc., even if it's uh, feeding into the, uh, the genre. 
Absolutely, and it's a very it's very subversive in the fact that it is in the Galician language, that it's very much a Galician-centered show, but then it is the fact that then immigrants are are undermined in that sense, it, it is definitely problematic. And I think Samantha, as you say, a very interesting character as a racialized character um, who is made fun of in the street, um, who but who goes out of her way to help other characters. She, she does um, support the other woman she tries to help. I think she's quite trapped by her circumstances and that is shown. But again, as you say, she's falling into that trap of the Latina as the um, as the barmaid, as the prostitute. Um, um, and, she, and, and I think that that is very much falling into to problematic tropes. So we have a Gracias from Rio. Uh, and he says, all of the women are very complex characters. So maybe I'm being too one dimensional. But can these women be seen as representations of language ideologies regarding Galician? It was interesting to think about gender based uh, violence in light of the violence of all sorts exerted on Basque, Catalan, and Galician languages, cultures, and even bodies by Castilian language, culture, and Madrid centralization. We can see where uh, Rio uh, comes <laughs> in. So over to you. Yeah, it's really interesting. And if we're talking about monstrous, it's very interesting because they're using Galician very much as an ideological decision. I mean, their website, for example, says we're not translating our website because you should use Google Translate like we do for English. Very much. Um, it's interesting in the series that the Spanish language is very much um, it, it, it's it's only present, as I said, in the, in that film that's dubbed with the rape scene and also um, occasionally, you know, I think there's slogans on their T-shirts in Spanish. It's very, very like ignored, overlooked. And then when one of the girls is making fun of a man, she does it in Spanish. Otherwise, completely in Galicia. That's very much an ideological choice on the part of the of the directors. Um, and then in the same thing, it's interesting, I think, in, in Ursabor, um, in terms of, and how that also relates to gender, I think this is very much a very conscious decision of, of sort of um, Galician as, a, as a, a language for feminism and Galician as a language for feminism within the context of these bigger debates that are referenced in terms of Me Too, et cetera. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly in, in Ursabor, I think, yes, it also very much relates to, um, ideology in the sense um of these you know of these for example the, the fact that the the latin american characters are specifically speaking spanish um perhaps undermines that slightly well that you know i yeah i think it's yeah. it's it's interesting it's an interesting yeah, one particularly because yelena is fluent in galician I mean, it's yeah. not the it's not the case for for the one playing uh, um, Laura um, with Noelia Castaño. I don't right. think, but uh, yeah. but it, it, it was just interesting to note that. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you a question. Um, in the absence of other colleagues uh, coming in, so feel free to please um, uh, come in with your questions. Um, the um, I, I couldn't help but think in a very different light, obviously. But it, and and this is a series, etc. So it's very different. But I could, I kept on thinking that it was, it had some elements of a reworking of Il Nome de la Rosa by uh, Umberto Eco. In this idea, of it, it, the the poetica is taken over here um, by um, the Divina Commedia, and and this idea with blood adding as you move through all the different elements of it. So I was wondering if you had um, looked at the intertextuality of how they are developing this in a more sort of literary way. 
Um, I haven't as much now. It's something that I'm, I'm definitely interested in looking at. I think it, it can't be ignored. I think it's a very um, poignant part. I think that the actually the, speaking of language, the use of the Italian language. There are each um, episode pre preluded by um, a, a, a citation from Divine Comedy is interesting, and how that then plays in some of the symbology um, in terms of like the the virtue and the desire and things, but also um, how the men are. Uh, when we see scenes of the of the, the corpses, etc., I think it would be very interesting to look more, yeah, at the intertextuality and very conscious decisions there made, which also work well in an international context. With this this being on Netflix, um, talking again, about the yep, more. talking about the international context, we have a colleague uh, uh, from the school, Katya, uh, who's actually um, uh, asking such a compelling talk. Uh, but thank I you very much. Um, uh, but she adds, I would disagree a bit with your point that the female queer journalist who is complicit in the crime would undermine the feminist approach. Problematic, yes, but not preventing the feminist perspective. I think one uh, film about forced sex workers who are organized by women who were in the same position years before. They worked up the, um, the ladder, very cynical, and are now in a position where they do not have to um, do sex work anymore, but uh, suppress other women. And for me, it is a realistic account uh, to have such figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that nuance is very important in terms of the, the depth of the characterization. Um, Laura wasn't, as far as I'm aware, a sex worker before. She's not a former sex worker. She's a journalist um, looking to make money. And I think that's interesting in terms of Samantha, the Latin American character, who is um, very much... Um, was a former sex worker but is not putting others down and that's that's interesting as well but yeah no I mean absolutely I think just yeah she there are issues with and I think she is work she's, she's got her own agenda which we could say is empowering in itself um but her that is by putting down others yeah but she's not oh, an abusive yeah. no also it's interesting because it comes as a surprise at least to me it was at the end uh, towards the end of the uh, the second season when you get uh, to know, uh, you, you, as an audience a member, you think that you you cracked host Olirio, and then you have this psychiatrist who plays a key role in the whole thing. Um, and then there's a twist, and then the opening scene at the end. So I think we're going for season three <laughs> very soon. So we are now in 2022. So I think there's going to be a season two, because it's an open end. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but you have women also in key roles. You have also in the modeling agency as well, which is used mm -hmm. as a cover-up. It's a yeah. woman. So uh, it also adds women in key positions as a facilitator. So. Yes, absolutely. Which, as, 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 as Katia rightly said, is, is, is realistic, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and is important in terms of, of feminism with not to just um, be too di dimensional about these things. Yeah, yeah. Which it, 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 it's a very, uh, I, I can see why, for example, Monstras, I don't know if others had that feeling, but um, I, I personally had uh, more problems in, in, in the way that it was portrayed. You know, it, it, it was sort of, a, okay, um, sort of, it, um, it made it, um, it, it, you were taking the law uh, in, in your own hands and you could actually just do something and, uh, and then we can see that it's not done to them, but it's actually the representation of women and that's how they will take the law into their own hands. Um, uh, the other one follows the noir genre more closely in, in sort of what is already marketable. So it, 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 it's, uh, it, it's sort of easier to see why it, it uh, succeeds in that arena. Any questions from colleagues? Um, going once, going twice, because uh, at the Hub, we are very committed to finishing on time. Uh, so we have two minutes. 
So anyone else who wants to ask a question, this is the time uh, to do so. No? Okay, so thank you very much. Thank you for that talk, uh, um, Catherine, and for bringing Galicia uh, to us. This is really good. Uh, it was also uh, good to see colleagues from uh, various uh, parts and other universities. And uh, Danny is in the room from uh, the US, I believe, um, and colleagues from other parts of the world as well in, in the room. It's a, a bit sad in the webinar style that you, we don't get to see everyone. Um, but thank you um, for contributing to uh, putting Galician studies um, and bringing it to Trinity now so, um, and expanding what we do. So thank you very much. And uh, I can see that there's the link to uh, Monstras and um, the Osabordas Margaridas is in Netflix, a very successful series. So thank, thank you. you thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you for coming and thank you, Omar. Thank you. The Hub is a community. Manuscript, book and print cultures, stamping provenance Languages towards the history of the Time of Year Library. As well as being heard. The Hub is a space. Contemplating Ireland through the communities this created by Coral The Hub is about impact. The Hub is for everyone. The rise of feminism. Here's to the next 10 years.